Meteorologist Malcolm Byron. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, greetings. Welcome in on a Thursday morning, September 8, 2022. We're starting out. What could be the last day that we hit the 90s? In 2022, I should never say that. I should know by now, but I mean, it's it's possible, but also could be totally wrong, and all of next weekend could be in the 90s, too. But nonetheless, 67 degrees, clear skies as we start things out on a great Thursday morning show for you. Very busy one. Uh, excited about today. Uh, it is today, Ticket Thursday. Yes. And we uh, have the Boomers, the X's, the Millennials, and the Z's competing for tickets to see Nebraska and Georgia Southern on Saturday night. Uh, And once those are gone, not only going for bragging rights, but also we're going to throw in some gift certificates to Greenfields for anybody who wants to play and continue to represent their generation as long as we've got time. So prizes for everybody who wins. Okay. Uh, But the excitement in your heart that you helped your generation uh, maybe get over the millennials in generation collaboration. And we are debuting today, if necessary, uh, our first ever KLIN official Gen Z assistant. So I'm looking at you, Zs. If you want to get in the mix, today is your day. Uh, We are going to have Matt McMaster on call for us via phone for the any Z's who would like to use him. Mm-hmm. So we have a we have a Z, a Y, an X, and a baby boomer. And we've only had one Z play the game, I think, with uh with Caleb. Yeah. And we missed one. And that there was just it was an I could tell there wasn't there wasn't chemistry there. There wasn't. It was uh, that was the biggest problem is just you could tell there just wasn't there was kind of this you know the Z's are kind of condescending to the millennials now a little bit and and millennials are getting older and if I not recall the cool though, ones anymore and if I recall it was the third question in that we missed but I was the one who got the first two our Gen Z didn't even know well, any of them McMaster will be here to uh, to really uh, he's very enthusiastic about his potential role he is he's gonna wait on hold for the entire game I'm I guess and be ready and we told him. You know, we this is great. We want you to do this. You very well could not be used for weeks, years, unless the Z's even. unless the Z's decide to come through. So, <laughs> um, so there you go. But we should be before like high school classes start. We should be available, um, and so we can see. And you know, uh, he can't win a prize, but maybe I'll get my uh, maybe we can get my son to call in and just for bragging, just to see the what Z's. they can do. So if you're listening right now, Johnny, show off. Uh, that'll be some huge trash talk in our house if that happens. So we got that today. Uh, it's also Thursday, meaning Girl Lincoln team is going to be in new restaurants, retail, businesses, all that great info that they've got at 810 for us. And Greg Sharp, voice of the Big Red, is going to join us at 835 to get you all ready for Nebraska and Georgia Southern. Before I get to the news of the day, I also want to mention, and I mentioned a couple times earlier this week, but once again, uh, with Patriots Day coming up, we always do our partnership with Link One Federal Credit Union to do Link One for the Heroes. We want to recognize, we want to reward local responders, first responders, um, and, and, and number one, just 
tell them our appreciation for them, um, which is uh, something that I really feel very strongly about here in this community. I know a lot of people who uh, do that job, and I, it's uh, it's a tough job, and we're so glad that we've got them in our community. And so a little token of that, we are going to be doing meal deliveries today. We're going to be bringing some uh, slim chickens, Caleb and I will, out to uh, yeah. a few of the uh, fire and police stations. We're kind of in the downtown West Lincoln area during the course of the day today. So if you're LFR or LPD in those areas, you might see us showing up. Uh, also going to be dropping off some Luke Bryan tickets. They can uh, go see a show if they want to and should be great. And Link One Credit, Federal Credit Union, also committed to collecting donations for Stop the Bleed, which is a great organization that teaches literally life-saving techniques so you can donate at klin.com if you want to do that and you can also go to slim chickens and every time anybody gets a chicken and waffle meal is also going to be donated there's also going to be uh, a dollar from that donated to stop the bleed thanks to that partnership for link one federal credit union during link one for the heroes week so any other information at klin.com but let me just say it again um boy i'm so thankful that we've got the first responders that we do in this community my um, i've seen them in action in situations with my own family and uh, and every day I, I i don't want to take them for granted sometimes we do but they do a great job and they've got a very difficult job and i'm glad we can recognize them here this week um all right morning mark vale how are you doing oh hi <laughs> I've been sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, no. Were you doing some reading or something? Yeah, I've been trying to figure out champing at the bit. Still okay. We still it it, is. It is. It is not chomping. It's champing champing. at the bit. Yep. That Paul corrected me on the text line yesterday. I thought it had to do with a horse. It does. And like chomping on something. No, it's uh, because they're excited to get going. Champing. Really? Yes. I've been saying that wrong my entire life. It's champing at the bit, not chomping. Did you? Any of you guys know that? No. Did I you? thought it was champing, but you. Did. But you. But you both were so adamant about chomping. I was like, I don't want to be wrong. I've never even heard the word champing before. Well, it actually. I didn't origi- even know it was a word. It actually originated in a poem in 1810 uh, from Joseph. Uh, uh, well, the poem Joseph is ta- as in Mary's no, husband? N- uh, no, Joseph, oh. <laughs> a religious poem is the name of it. Uh, Charles oh. Lucas published it in oh, okay. 1810. He says, 12 beauteous steeds of golden color with golden manes champ at the bit. Huh. Okay. So, anyway. Live and learn. Live yeah. and learn. That's so. why do I, uh, I, I like this show. Not only do we uh, talk about various things, provide information, but we here learn things ourselves as well all the time, too. So thank you very much for that, that Paul, for correcting us. What was that band that. name you just learned a couple of weeks ago? Band name. Uh, what were we talking about? The, Remind me. It, it was a band. I can't remember what it was, but you had been mispronouncing it your entire life. You'd always misread it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. What was it? Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. And now I can't think. Oh, uh, Kill Switch Engine. Yes. It's what? I still don't know what it is now. Kill Switch Engage. Engage. I always read it as engine every time. <laughs> I always, it was on, yeah, that was on the request line. I love how the way you remembered it was the wrong one. That, I, I still obviously haven't got the right one in my head. Probably the same situation with Chomping Champing at the uh at the bit um mark i I know you updated in the news here but a unique uh, situation here with the investigation that lpd has going on uh with a couple of homicides in the capital city to the point that they are 
um, they are doing kind of the monotonous work of of searching through the city landfill right now. Well, actually, they've identified an area. Uh, they worked with uh, Still. LTU. They identified uh, the company or companies that had picked up uh, waste at the motel in Northwest yeah. Lincoln. Uh, they identified the area where that was uh, dumped, and that's the area that's been staked off. They are looking for evidence. Um, we've had uh, information from a couple of sources that uh, uh, they are looking for possibly two different types of evidence, but we have not been able to confirm that. LPD is not saying what they're actually looking for. Okay. Um, but that uh, investigation continues, and they've uh, basically made the area off limits to anyone. Uh, the landfill people are using another part of the landfill now. So, But LTU, which runs the landfill, uh, uh, LPD uh, Assistant Chief Jason Stilley and Chief uh, Ewens both yesterday said that LTU was able to identify that within an hour, I believe it was, of when they uh, had requested uh, the information or what they were searching for or the yeah. area that they were searching for. But yeah, that's that's Still, kind though, of, yeah monotonous, you know, well, it's gross ha- search. It's, it's it's hazardous too. I mean, yeah, there's absolutely. A, there's a lot of you know you got sharp objects and, yeah. and all of that. So LFR, uh, State Patrol, Lancaster County Sheriff's Office, LPD, all on scene out there assisting in that effort. Well, speaking of the work our, our first responders do, and it gives you some just an example of it right there, we know a little bit more, too, um, about the victims in these two separate, but uh, at least police think connected homicides. We knew already uh, that the the 60, the first one that was making news, the 61-year-old Ronald George. Ronald George, that was at the 3rd and P area, right? right. That was at the area right. kind of under the near the overpass there on Harris Overpass. We now also know that the second victim was a 49-year-old named yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie Pats. Yeah, and they actually have confirmed that he was killed first, although he was found second. Okay. Uh, they had a, a very uh, tough time IDing him. Uh, they used DNA evidence to um, actually get the positive ID. Right. And so, so this suspect they have is fifty-five year old, and is in in custody for the charges against George. Correct. A right. Sixty-one year old. Right. Um, and but they the police believe there may be you know there may be yes. reason to believe the two of them are connected. Yeah. William Wright and victim. Ronnie Pats had checked into the motel together earlier that morning. Then they believe Pats was killed that first afternoon. Okay, all right. So that's what we know there. Of um, you know LPD as you said as Tom said in his story at KLIN dot com. LPD still looking for anyone with information. Contact via Crime Stoppers. Uh, they could use that, but yeah, a, a pretty extensive investigation here and a lot of questions still yet to be answered, at least publicly, about what led up to this, what the relationship was, what was happening um, with with both of these and how they are connected exactly. Uh, all right. Um, and, and then switching to a, obviously a much less serious topic, but how about... Nebraska Creighton volleyball huh, last yeah. night. Yeah, the Huskers lost a set. So, yeah, lost two sets. Lost, 
lost two sets, but you've got the biggest crowd in NCAA history there, which would have been bigger if that game didn't start at 5 p.m. Right. Uh, I don't know. I know Omaha likes to tell Lincoln just how bad it is to get around that city, but I'm sure getting through downtown Omaha and trying to get to the CHI Center at 440 last night was mm. not a uh, not a fun situation. But nonetheless, people turned out, set the record. Nebraska looked like they were going to cruise and sweep this thing like they did last year. Creighton avoids a match point, and then it is on. Creighton then looks like they've got all the momentum in this thing, and they look like they're going to cruise. Yeah. And then in the fifth set, Nebraska says, uh, you know what? Okay, you don't get your hopes up too high and just turns it on in the fifth set. Well, all of a sudden it was the, uh, it was the Krause show for a bit. Yep. And then Hayden Kubik. And you had Lonstein get back in on the rotation and went, all right, well, here's a couple more kills for me to, I don't know, tie, the uh, tie Michaela Fecky. Lon- Which is okay. Lonstein is cold blooded. She is quickly becoming, she's quickly getting up there into uh, Melissa Fecky, Fecky territory for me in terms of my favorite. Michaela? Uh, yeah. Well, they, yeah, they called her Missy, but yeah. Uh, yes. Um, so since rally scoring became, since rally scoring became a, the, the way that they did the, the matches, only three Huskers have hit more, have gotten more kills in a match. Than Whitney Lonstein did last night. Wow, crazy, crazy! And then, and then you mentioned the final kill of the night by Hayden Kubik, not Maddie Kubik. Haiti, Hayden, her little sister, who, by all, was very likely not going to play tonight. She uh, wasn't supposed to play. Probably last ex- night. Cubin came in, but Allie Batenhorst uh, aggravated an injury during mm-hmm. warmups, and so Hayden has to come in. Um, and she had some key plays down the stretch as well, which is exciting for the future of uh, Nebraska volleyball to see her in there. But the one thing, and uh, rightfully so, Krause going off in the fifth, uh, um, Lonstein just being a, I mean, all American type player right now, all of those things. But you know what? The one thing that people didn't mention a lot, uh, down the, str- and you know who I'm going to here. Do you see who is serving during most of that fifth set when Nebraska got on its run? Good old number one. As she's done so many Nicklin times in the past. friggin' Hames. My all-time fave. And, <laughs> she, I mean, just money. And having her, the amount of calm I feel when she's on the floor for Nebraska, uh, it's just, it goes to the roof. And the whole the whole time last night, I, I people were giving me a hard time on Twitter because at one point during that fourth set, Nebraska was down. It looked like Creighton was going to roll in that fourth set. I said, Still not worried, and I wasn't right. Like it is the it is the complete emotional opposite <laughs> of how it is for the other sports that I cheer for. Where there, my team can be up by in football ten points, and then turn the ball over, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh no, here we go. I feel really bad about this. Just the opposite is true. Nebraska volleyball can look there and be trailing in the fourth set with one to go, and I'll be like, yeah, I'm not too worried. Right, they'll probably be fine. And what do you know? It was. You should. Pin a tweet to the top of your account that says, I reserve the right to be unreasonably confident and, in Nebraska volleyball at all times. And then everyone, after I t- tweeted it, was just, oh, no, you jinxed them. Oh, no, you. Oh. Guys, I'm like 320 and 0 lifetime <laughs> in not jinxing them when I do this. I'm kind of not worried about that at this point. I think the volleyball program can handle that. Uh, so there you go. Great win for Nebraska volleyball. And, and I think, you know, even more importantly, just a great display uh, of of 
volleyball in Nebraska, you know, the crowd, mm-hmm. the all of the all of the Nebraska girls who were part of that match, yes. former teammates and people played club girls who played club together and even, you know, slightly outside of the area of the state. Um it was so cool. My like it was it was great. Um I was really excited. I wish I could have been there. Now, here's an interesting thing. Wisconsin is going to try and break that record for NCAA. Which Nebraska has like 13 of the 15 already. Well, they uh, have the in, top 13. In, in, in Nebraska. Is it that what it is? Yeah, so top the, 13. So the top 13 are within the state of Nebraska. Um, five of them have been at the building, CHI Health Center. Yes. But every single one of those for the top 13 involves nebraska that's great that's crazy so wisconsin's like well we want some of that so they're gonna go in the coal center which they normally don't play at and they're gonna play florida there they're shooting to break the nebraska record uh that they just set last night and i don't know here's the thing they may i hope they do because you know what john cook's gonna do next year 100 percent pba pba nebraska creighton if wisconsin if, if kelly sheffield and wisconsin volleyball have that record you can count on them having it for exactly like 11 months and 13 days. We need to just have this go back and forth enough until you've got Nebraska Creighton at Memorial. It's happening. It's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Cook's going to hold up. People are going to keep trying to beat the record and and, uh, and Nebraska Creighton will beat it. So great night for volleyball last night. Great night for the Huskers. And uh, they move on and they get Long Beach here this weekend. All right, we'll take a break. 625, it is LNK today with Jack and One quick point. Uh, I found out yesterday that Statistically, six of the seven dwarves were not happy. Six twenty-five. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at klin.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Astrologist Malcolm Byron. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln, and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, I am duty-bound to give you a keyword to potentially get yourself into this week's Fantasy Oscars Fantasy Draft for a chance to win that prize package, including Husker gear and Valentino's Pizza and today's keyword to text into the Rick Stein recognition text line is tackle. T A C K L E. Tackle. 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 Text that in, and you may be one of the people who are selected to pick today. The question this week is going to be if you want to prepare for it, how many rushing yards does Nebraska get? against Georgia Georgia Southern. Just net rushing yards there. I think the picks have been a little low so far, Caleb. I I glanced through them last night. 
think we're a little low on the picks. Uh, What's our highest? Maybe pick? our highest right now is two fifty. All right, that's our good. lowest is one eighty three. So Nebraska ran for one ten against Northwestern and two forty four against North Dakota. I don't know. Things gonna be things gonna be a big night on the ground. Uh, and if you're the closest, and maybe I'm wrong, and you'll be right. Fifty bucks to Valentino's, fifty bucks to Alumni Hall. I uh, could get up again. That Rick's time recognition text line number is four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. We'll have one more keyword today at eight ten, right before we talk to Robin and Dave from Grow Lincoln. Sound off time. What do we have going on this morning? Uh, all right, we got uh, let's not much politics in here today. So good, yeah. All right, we got. I mean, I got, I got, I got a little, but not a uh, a ton here. Um, Senate is uh, getting close to taking a vote on codifying the legality of same sex marriage. House already passed this, mm-hmm. right? This was a few months ago. This is before the August recess, I think, um, and that was uh, obviously a significant discussion. Um, in in the House and sort of nationally after some of the things that were mentioned in the dicta of Roe versus Wade. Uh, but what will the Senate do? Do they have a vote? The votes, how many votes do they need to get past filibuster? It's going to have to be bipartisan. What do we got here? Democrats are trying to secure at least 10 Republican supporters to overcome a filibuster for legislation providing same-sex marriage protections in the federal law. So when some Republicans say, oh, a vote's unnecessary, it won't happen, they said the same thing about Roe. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the Senate will vote in the weeks ahead on legislation codifying the Supreme Court's same-sex marriage precedent. Several Republicans have signaled support for a measure that won House approval earlier in the summer, though negotiations are ongoing to settle concerns about religious freedom. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. I don't know. Ten seems like a lot. Ten, Ten seems like a lot. I think they will get some some senators on the Republican side voting for it, but 10 just kind of knowing how this Senate has voted in the past and knowing how some Republicans in the House voted, I feel like that's maybe stretching it just a little bit, but we will uh, see what happens with that. And then if they do get the votes, presumably President Biden would sign that and there would be essentially the the codification of a, a federal right that would not be able to be um, undone by the Supreme Court, so uh, all, could be undone by legislatures. L- let me clarify that could not be could not be um, uh, overruled by the Supreme Court on the basis by what using it, you know, a, uh, not a right granted under the Equal Protection Clause because it's granted statutorily instead of through the Constitution. Uh, perhaps there would be other issues that could be ripe for adjudication on on the specific statute itself, but that's not normally the way those things have been um, uh, talked about and and looked at by the courts in the past. So there you go. Uh, Let's see, any other, any other, yeah, well, we got, this isn't, I wouldn't call this politics necessarily, although it does involve the the Biden administration, but it's something that I think probably doesn't have a whole lot of of a partisan nature to it. Um, They've got this program called the Cancer Moonshot, and we've talked about it a little bit here, Mm-hmm. on this show where um, there's a, a lot of resources going into significantly changing and impacting the amount of cancer deaths this country has every year and looking at the possibility of putting a whole lot of things in 
to some uh, some some potential cures for this and some research that is going on. And this is kind of firing the discussion. This is kind of firing back up again. Let's get some more on that. Cancer is a personal issue for President Biden after his son, Beau, passed away in 2015 from brain cancer. The president has an ambitious goal of cutting the rate of cancer deaths in half within the next 25 years, as well as improve treatments and quality of life for those impacted. The president travels to Boston Monday to lay out his plans at the John F. Kennedy Presidential Library on the 60th anniversary of President Kennedy's speech about putting a man on the moon. President Biden calls the proposal, quote, this generation's moonshot hmm. in Washington. Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. Interesting sort of the, the imagery being parallel with mm-hmm. the, the, the moon, um, the, the, the moon trip under uh, the Kennedy administration at the time, given that. You're also trying to go to the moon again and preparing right. for that. If you can never get Artemis off the ground, take the next step in that whole process, nonetheless. But cutting debt, I, listen, I don't know if that's possible. Um, I hope it is. But boy, if you could cut cancer deaths in half in 25 years, the I mean, that'd be an enormous number. Enor- enormous number to be able to do, but you, you continue to hope the technologies, the the treatments that we've had, and and it does make me think actually a little bit, Caleb of of we've got the Team Jack Radiothon coming up here in a couple of weeks yep, where we focus one. on pediatric brain cancer, um, but just sort of delving into that specific area of the fight against cancer uh, and the strides that have been made in that area. Um, thanks a bunch to Team Jack and other entities, other research institutions, but the strides that have been made by simply investing in it, by making, being very intentional about research that wasn't happening in the past, giving people the opportunity to try these things out, has made it's not solved it by any means, and we still and and. Um, Kevin Thomas will, will be doing the uh, Team Jack Radiothon again with me coming up here in a couple weeks. And, um, you'll, he, he does such a great job of, of telling these stories in the state of kids and families who have gone through this. And there are still kids who lose that battle or have incredibly difficult battles. But we also have more and more stories that are, that are good ones that wouldn't have been good ones even, I don't know, 10 years ago. Um, and, and so that, that gives you some hope for some of the initiatives like that. So we'll, uh, we'll be watching for more on that on Monday. And I know just talking about this, probably everybody who's listening right now, whether it be themselves, whether it be a family member, uh, or someone they know has been touched by and, and maybe, um, completely, you know, have, have lost somebody, uh, in a, in a fight with cancer. And so I think this hits home for a lot of people. Uh, all right, let's get into some other things today. Oh, God, I do, I do want to hit this one just because it's big national breaking news from the overnight hours, uh, but a terrible story again. I don't know if you heard about Memphis, mm-hmm. um, a, a basically a shooting spree. Uh, um, a man, uh, I think they said 19 years old, um, went in multiple locations around the city of Memphis in the afternoon into the evening. Uh, and of course, broadcasting on Facebook Live, 
throughout much of it and took took did a lot of damage in Memphis. They have him apprehended, but it was a uh, boy. It was a scary several hours in that city. Memphis police say 19 year old Ezekiel Kelly is responsible for shooting seven people at no fewer than eight crime scenes scattered across the city as well as over the state line into Mississippi. The hours long rampage started just before 1 a.m. Wednesday and ended when he was caught around 9 p.m. The city was put on lockdown and people were told to shelter in place. Police Chief C.J. Davis says the investigation is ongoing and felony charges are pending for Kelly. This has been a horrific week for the city of Memphis and the Memphis Police Department. Memphis has seen several high-profile killings in recent weeks, including last week's murder of a woman who was abducted while on a pre-dawn run. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. All right, yeah, so uh, uh, Memphis police coming out in the middle of the night and making some statements on that. And, of course, more will be coming out on the um, on the victims of that horrific incident. Incident isn't the right word, but, but um, shooting spree in, in Memphis, Tennessee, and in the area as well. Uh, th- we've talked about this on the show before, uh, s- just the uh, the subscription model sort of taking over so many parts of our life, and one part of that model being where I, I think it's advantageous to businesses is that th- there are a lot of businesses making money on subscriptions people forget that they got yep, <laughs> or don't know that they have. We just did kind of a purge. Uh, my wife and I did sort of going through some of our our records and bank statements and stuff. We're like, yeah, we, you know, we can save 50, 60 bucks a month with these things that we either, you know, I don't know, forgot we had or, or we're just not using or we don't need mm-hmm. here at this point. But it's becoming such a big thing. And that's kind of becoming the rule, not the exception. From streaming services to Amazon to food and other products, market research firm CNR Research shows 54% of consumers underestimate their monthly spending on subscriptions by at least $100, 24% by $200 or more. Jeez. The survey, we're told, evenly split among Gen Z, Millennial, Gen X, and Baby Boom. With an average underestimation of monthly spending on subscriptions, $133, suggesting that many of us have lost track of our monthly payments. Many set up to auto-pay. The survey also shows that 42% of people stopped using subscription services, but forgot that they were still paying for it. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Uh, it'd It'd be fascinating to see a study just how much, I don't know how you do this exactly, but just how much money is made by subscription providers by people simply not using the not, actual product not using or knowing or that they've got it but having it automatically deducted it's become a i mean with those numbers it's become a significant part of commerce mm-hmm. uh, and and like i said we had it uh and and we you know we probably still do and here's the thing i thought about getting one of those there are a lot of services out there like s- subscription managers mm-hmm. But you know what you need to to do those? You got to get a subscription. <laughs> yep. You have to subscribe to them for them to manage your subscriptions. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like this is not going the direction that I need. So, but there's so many different ways that people are are using those. You've obviously got the streaming services, right? That's the first one that you think of. You've got the car wash. Car wash. I I got a again. I'm getting closer and closer to naming names, but I've got a situation with the car wash in town on that yeah that has been not i don't i think they have been 
I think they've been been benefiting extensively for people not knowing they have subscriptions. So. Um, you've got those. You've got all of the the different box subscriptions that you can have, whether it's outdoor stuff, whether it's clothes, wine of the month. Type yeah, so stuff. I've never done any of that. I don't think. Maybe a, um, uh, the uh, famous one for pets is Bark Box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you you've got a. Well, maybe lo- I'll have to get that for Reggie now. Now that you mention it, it's pretty nice. Do you get like, that? I, I had it when, when Ella was a puppy because that way I just knew there were certain treats coming in and there were certain toys coming in. Mm. And there was it was on a constant rolling basis that those toys were going to get destroyed. I, I'm, I'm sure this exists, probably even in Lincoln, but I'm a little surprised it isn't more prevalent. But like, uh, like coffee places, oh, like yeah. drive through, the, you know, you're... Your scooters, your Starbucks of the world. Uh, Where just you get a, like a coffee. A, 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 you just have a year unlimited coffee or or uh, convenience stores with like soft drinks. Mm. That because I, I feel like those would be you'd have to. I mean, I, they'd have to do the do the math and crunch the numbers and figure out how that's right. But like that's something I'd almost sort of be interested. In. Didn't Taco Bell have a thing like that with uh, tacos? They had a subscription service for getting a free taco every day or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. No, it's it's um boy, it can be it can be ever gyms, right? Oh yeah, obviously gyms, gyms. yeah. Yeah. Uh all right, couple of other things here. Well, speaking of uh subscriptions, uh you may manage them through your uh through your phone. And Apple had their big event yesterday, Caleb. Yeah, they did. They busted out all the uh, all the new stuff. Were we impressed? Apple unveiling their new iPhones, four of them. And the standout is the iPhone 14 Plus, which is a regular iPhone with a larger 6.7-inch screen. Now, the rest of the iPhone models, including the Pros, will ship on September 16th. Also, all prices are the same from last year, meaning that there is no Apple inflationary price increase for this year. Yeah. Um... You know, uh, biggest things out of that. I, I think maybe one of the most interesting things. I don't. Hopefully, I don't ever have to use this, and I doubt I will. But they now have a thing w- that they've got at Apple, where if you've got no cell service, no wireless, no nothing, like you're out in the wilderness, and you have an emergency situation, that you it'll show you how to manually connect to a satellite. Mm-hmm. That you can. It, but in order to do that, you've got to point it actually point it in the air toward the satellite. And so now they have an app that helps you do that, so you can get wow. that anyway. By going through a satellite, I thought that was kind of... And then there's all the bells and whistles, the new colors of iPhones that we're all going to... Most of us are going to put a case on anyway. You can now get your AirPods engraved with your Memoji on it. If you pay for their $800 Apple Watch Ultra and leave it in low power mode... You can get, you, you what, can three more, days? You can go more than a day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still not. I think it was like 60 hours is what they said. Yeah. I mean, it looks really cool. I'm not saying I wouldn't like it, but yeah, for that. I'm not using my that watch in low power mode, though. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. And the new and for those who are not buying new phones, like most of us, uh, they are sending out the update for iOS next week, which has looks like some cool stuff on it, too. So uh, and uh, why don't we end with this? Why don't we end with this? You know what tonight is? Well, this is one thing I did hear on Caleb Sports, so I <laughs> do know what tonight is, but our long national nightmare is over of not having NFL football games every weekend. It all ends tonight with the Super Bowl champs, 
Who are the underdogs? The Rams won the Super Bowl on their home field in February, and they will begin the new season there tonight against one of this year's championship favorites, the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is favored tonight by two and a half points, and the Bills are the betting favorite in Las Vegas to win the title this year. The Chiefs knocked Buffalo out of the playoffs last year, but they'll have to deal with the loss of Pro Bowl receiver Tyreek Hill, who is now with the Dolphins. Other top contenders include the Buccaneers with 45-year-old quarterback Tom Brady, who unretired this offseason in order to come back to try to win his eighth Super Bowl ring. I'm Eric Messersmith, Fox News. I got the Rams again this year. And I know they're like the fifth or sixth highest team on the odds uh, behind the you know the Bills and the the Buccaneers are up there and and all those. But give me uh, give me a Rams. It's hard not to say Rams Bills. The matchup tonight, Rams Bills. It really is hard not to say Rams Bills. My Chiefs fans out there, like, come on, I don't know, I don't know about the Chiefs this year. Who would you say of the teams that they didn't that he didn't say right there? Outside shot, at least getting to the Super Bowl. Well, I don't think you mentioned the Bengals. They went yeah, last year, right. obviously. So, so that would be be one. Um, I'd watch out for the Raiders. That whole division, that entire division, Raiders, Broncos, Chargers, which is why I'd, I think the Chiefs are not going to have a mm-hmm. super gaudy record because I think every team in that division, right. with Russell Wilson there at Denver, the Raiders, and and the additions that they've made. Mm-hmm. And and the Chargers, you know, uh, Titans have been scary. What 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 does Baltimore do? Yeah, um, and then obviously it, Packers. Yeah, with, Packers with Aaron Rodgers. Packers in the NFC. Buccaneers. As long yeah. as Tom Brady is there, I think that conversation is. There's not as many as the NFC. I don't think. Right. So, yep, I'm excited. My son and I'll be uh, watching tonight. We got plans. The NFL is back. Six to five. We'll take a break. When you hear from the Capital Humane Society, coming up next on KLIN. <laughs> It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, Matt Mitchell from the Capital Humane Society joining us right now. Good morning, Matt. How are you doing today? I'm good. How about yourself? Good. Uh, tell us about the pets that you've got for adoption this week. So first off, we have Fonzie, and Fonzie is an approximately two-year-old lab German wirehair pointer mix, and he's a neutered male, pretty much solid black in color and weighs about 53 pounds. He was surrendered to us because his previous owner's landlord uh, wasn't going to let him keep him anymore, unfortunately. But he is definitely an extrovert, so he is go, 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 and he would make a great exercise partner or walking partner for somebody, so he's available for adoption today. All right. What else we have? Then we got Garfield. So <laughs> Garfield is true to his name. He's an approximately one-year-old domestic short hair orange tabby. He was surrendered to us, his previous family uh, brought him in because he's just looking for a home where he can be a, your only feline companion. He doesn't like to share uh, your lap with other feline friends. <laughs> and and uh, just like Garfield, he is a big boy. He's about 15 pounds, so he's a, he's a whole lot of cat for your lap. And he loves lasagna. <laughs> uh, all right, how can people make adoptions, Matt? Yeah, so Pylock Pet Adoption Center out at 70th and Highway 2. We're open today and tomorrow, 1130 to 7, and Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 5. So come on out whenever uh, you'd like. Very good. Let's get those uh, Let's get those animals adopted. Thanks so much, Matt. Have a great week, all right? You too. There you go, Matt Matcharo from the Capital Humane Society. Coming up, Generation Collaboration. Expanded Z's. You have an option. You can get in today. Maybe you want football tickets. We've got a partner for you. We'll tell you about that next on KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Well, it is time. The stakes. Tickets to the football game tomorrow night. Nice fall night to be at Memorial Stadium. These are going to be some... I would assume some very coveted items. Uh, maybe a, maybe even a good game. Hopefully a good game in Nebraska's way, but you don't know what you're going to get. Game might so be on Saturday. Uh, what did I say, tomorrow? Tomorrow. Okay, well, everybody knows that. Um, anyway, anyway, it is Generation Collaboration. If you never heard it before, this is a game where you, the caller, uh, declare your generation, and that gets you a partner here in the KLIN studios. If you're a boomer, you get Mark. If you're an X, you get me. If you're a Y... Or aka a millennial, you get Caleb, and if you're a Gen Z, you get uh, Matt McMaster, who's uh, joining us by phone today. In case we get our second ever plays, he again. sounded like he literally rolled over and yeah. called well, in. This so. is going to be very sad for him if he doesn't <laughs> doesn't get any Z's, which he hasn't yet. Come on, Z's, do it. Well, the lines are full now, and I don't think we have any Z's, uh, but we might. And uh, first winner. If you have to get uh, the, what is it, five or six, I always forget, six questions. Six questions about your generation, you right? Five about Five yours. about your generation, then there's an extra point. We have to get one right about another generation. If you uh, run the field, then you uh, get tickets to the game. Uh, if you are a first winner and then second winner, well, we'll keep adding to the leaderboard. Plus, we thought we'd throw in some greenfields, give certificates to those who win after the football tickets are gone. So let's get things started today. Color four was Charlie. Good morning, Charlie. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing? Good. Uh, what uh, generation do you identify as? Uh, boomer. All right, Mark. Okay. Mark's about to go over 500 for the first time ever in generation collaboration. It's going to happen. The boomers. All, All right. right. Go ahead, Caleb. Good, you got the question. Good luck, Charlie. All right. All right. Cat in a Hot Tin Roof stars Paul Newman and this actress. Cat. It's not cat in Cat on a hot tin cat roof. On a, that'd be a, that's a different movie. Yeah, that goes back to the fifties. Well, you're a boomer. Yeah. Was it Elizabeth Taylor? It was Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. This type of car became a symbol for the growing suburbs. Station wagon. That's oh right. yeah. Yeah. Station wagons is correct. Wow. Which member of the monkeys? Was the first to leave the group. Ooh, Ooh. I, I can only name one of them. So I think that was Mike Nesbitt. I can't, I can't argue that with you. Is it Mike Nesbitt? Oh no! Was it Mickey? Peter Tork. Oh no! That's an L for the boomers. Sorry, Charlie. One and two. One and two. Boomers go to a losing record. I think they might get another chance now, if I'm not mistaken. Good morning, Nancy. Hi. All right. Good morning. Are you are you uh, what? Are you a boomer? 
I am. All right. Okay, All right. Let's do it. Chance to get back get back to 500 here for the Boomers and get Nancy some football tickets. All right. Grabbing another card here for Nancy and Mark. The television series Route 66 follows two young men traversing the U.S. in what iconic vehicle? Um, it was a, a Corvette. It was a Corvette. Yeah, Nancy. Uh-oh. Second question, although untrue, a popular urban legend spread that this singer died by choking on a ham sandwich. Oh, I know. I think I know that one. It was Jimi Hendrix. I'd have to go with that. Jimi Hendrix? No! That's Elvis, right? Mama Cass Elliot. Oh, Mama Cass! Oh. I thought Mama Castor died of a drug overdose. She, well, the, he said, I mean, the, it oh, was an yeah. urban legend that was false. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. 402-479-1400. Just like that. Boomers go Cass. from one and one to one and three. Cass, Yikes. Cass Elliott. What right. a singer. Wow. All right. Uh, Brett is joining us right now. Good morning, Brett. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. All right. Uh, X, Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, The James Bond film. Yes. A View to Kill features a song performed by which English new wave group? Oh, my gosh. That's uh, Duran Duran. Boom. Yep. Boom. Thank you, Brett. I feel bad I didn't know that one. All right. Uh, Number two, he appeared on the cover of lots of early 80s teen magazines, later starred in The Young and the Restless. Oh, God. Oh, I wonder if it's uh, uh, Rick Springfield, the the singer who was also a soap actor. Could that be it? The uh, Jesse's Girl yeah, guy? That could be. I have no idea. All right. I'll so say Rick, Rick Springfield. Is that your final answer? You, Brad, is it okay if we go with that? Yeah. Rick Springfield. Yeah, go with that. Nah. Oh, no. Oh. Peter Barton. Oh, God. That was a ridiculous one. Well, you know who picks the cards. Well, and now here they comes... They are all random. And here comes... Uh, I'm sure we're going to get a Y here with uh, baby questions. Oh, we got the same... <laughs> okay, guess we're going back to Charlie and Nancy. Everyone can play, by the way. So available to everyone who wants to play. Playing for Oscar football tickets, Generation Collaboration. You get to partner up with the uh, host of your generation. Z's, that includes you, too. We got a Z for you to team up with if you want to try and get these football tickets. Right now, there's some hemorrhaging going on, though, with the uh, the X's and the Boomers records. I go to 0-2. Uh, Charlie's going again on this thing. All right, Charlie, another shot at this with Mark. Caleb, what do they need to All right, answer? Mary. All, All right. right, first question. The Sound of Silence was a hit by which artist? Okay. Oh, uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel. There you go. In this 1958 movie, Steve McQueen battles a terrifying alien monster. Oh, you know me in movies. I know. Mark does not not do the... Uh, I was only one year old in 1958. Oh, no! Any guess? Um, Three, two... The Blob. I don't know. Yeah, it's the Blob. What? What? That's the only one I could think of from that time. It's the blob. Your third How question. Did that just happened. An icon of the swing in sixties, English model Leslie Lawson is better known by what nickname? Les- Twiggy. Yeah. Twiggy. Twiggy is right. Ooh. On what show did the title character's diet consist of twenty pounds of hay and a gallon of sweet tea? Well, that's got to be what, um, um, Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed is it? Howdy. Yeah. Question yeah, number five here. Yes, we'll work. 
<laughs> These skirts are adorned with imagery, often a kind of dog. Poodle. Poodle skirts. Poodle skirts is correct. Wow. Do you guys want millennial or Gen X question? Go ahead, Charlie. Uh, which is the older X? Of those you want you want X? I think That's Gen it. X. All right, Gen X. What movie featured a group of kids fighting back against invading Russians? Oh, they might not know this one. Right, this Red is... Dawn. Oh, dang it! He got it, Charlie. You're going to watch football on Saturday night, and you get a dub for the Boomers. Congratulations. Calm down. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> you had to let it set in. Rendered him speechless. You did it. Congratulations. You pulled like four of those out. I thought you guys were in trouble for. All right. I thought we were in trouble. Charlie gets the football tickets. Okay. And so uh, Caleb is going to get his information. Mark, that gets you guys back to uh, two, two and two. Two and, let's see, you lost two of them. Yeah. I don't know if Caleb already updated that. I think he did. Uh, so there you go. I'm still 0 and 2. Caleb and the Millennials are still 1-0. Now, we still have a few minutes to play. We can do a few more here. Uh, so if phone lines open up and you want to play, not only will you still get the bragging rights for the generation, which is the most important thing, we're also going to give uh, give you a gift certificate to Greenfield's restaurant as well. We only had one pair of football tickets. Charlie won those, but uh, a shot for the rest of you now. And it looks like we're recycling all the same players once again. <laughs> but uh, that's all right. All right. Uh, good morning, Nancy. You ready to go again? I am. All right. All right. Another. But it's all boomers. I'm today. onto my last boomer card. By okay. The way, last. So. All right. We may have to. We may have to cut off the boomers. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's, it's like it's like five fifteen at the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> all right, Nancy and Mark. This film made James Dean an icon. Oh, I know. Rebel without a cause. That's right. Before Mick Taylor or Ronnie Wood, who originally played rhythm guitar in the Rolling Stones? Ooh. Mark's not going to help you on that one. Nope. Um, um, Rhythm guitar? No. Rhythm. Rhythm guitar. Uh, Pete, uh, no. Pete Seeger? No, no, no. Um, Pete Best was a drummer. Um, a Th- rhythm guitar. Three seconds. I, I I don't know. Oh, sorry, Nancy. Who was it? Oh, I I, I don't know. Well, well, I mean, just look at the answer. Brian Jones. <laughs> Jeez. All right. There's a boomer. We're out of boomer questions now, and McMaster's hanging on the line. We're not gonna. We're not gonna get a Z for him. He got up early for no reason. Uh, we we got Brett back with the uh, with the X's. Get a chance to get off the Schneid. All right, Brett. We got to do it this yep. time. I cannot be zero three, and uh, we didn't get you the football tickets. We're at least gonna get you some like pancakes or something. All right, Mark. What's your um, question? Let's see. Let's go with this one. Who plays the character Barf in the Mel Brooks film Spaceballs? Uh, that's John Candy. John Candy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who sang the 1986 hit "Greatest Love of All"? Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Yep. <laughs> oh, here's a give me. In uh, 1989, Ayatollah Khomeini, the supreme leader of Iran, called for the assassination of which British Indian author? Oh, it's the guy who was just uh, Salman Rushdie. Yeah, yeah. Salman Rushdie was yeah. just attacked. Yeah. Yep. This yep. crafty toy is made of thin plastic that shrinks down when heated. Thin plastic that shrinks down. Uh, 
Is this the one, the Shrinky Dink? Yep. Wow, I don't know. I don't remember that. Nice job, Brett. Uh, Beginning in 1981, this longtime broadcast follows a newscast format focused on coverage of the latest movies, music, and television. That's probably Entertainment Tonight, don't you think, Brett? Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Right. Entertainment tonight. Yep, entertainment tonight. All right. there, there's your five. I think we should go millennial with the next question, Brett. What do you think? Sure. All right. Yeah, I'll go give, millennial. Give us our millennial extra point. Let's get Brett some pancakes. Uh, in what 2001 NASCAR race did Dale Earnhardt seri- yeah. Senior die? <laughs> I got us on oh, this God. one. I got us on this, Brett. That was it. That was at the Daytona yeah. 500. Yep. All right, there it is. X's are on the board. There you go. Fred, enjoy your pancakes or eggs or whatever you want to get there. Greenfield's hang on tight. We'll get your information. Information. Actually, we'll text you it, so we'll just get that. I'll text you, Brett. Good job. All right. He's on our text line. All right. One more. We got time for one more. But we're out of boomers, right? I ran downstairs and I got more questions. (laughs) Nancy is going for a third time here. She wants Greenfields real bad. She really wants the Greenfields. All right, Mark, one more chance. Yeah, I don't even know I don't even know what the record is at this point. All right. All right. Nancy and Mark again. Yep. What is the female spy's code name on Get Smart? Ninety nine. Yeah. There you go. This Hitchcock film is about a man stuck in his apartment. Oh, Mick, you know that one. Um, it's Jimmy Stewart stuck in his apartment Hitchcock film. Uh, is that? Um, well, I'm stuck in the show apartment. <laughs> I, there's no way I could get out. Uh, is it, um, uh, re- re- rear window? Rear window is correct. Oh, rear window. Yeah. Okay. Yep. This toy can walk down the stairs. Slinky. Okay. <laughs> what was the name of Richard Nixon's cocker spaniel? Uh, what oh. was the name of Richard Nixon? Mark, you should know this name? one. Nancy, are you a getting help there? <laughs> no, I'm trying to ask you. Oh, okay. <laughs> he had more than one dog, didn't he? Um, Cocker Spaniel. Um, oh, gosh. Was, wasn't that Cocker Spaniel, uh, like, black and white? Three. Checkers. Checkers, Checkers is right. They sang the hit Psychedelic Shack in 1970. Mark has no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> what? Psychedelic Shack, 1970. Likely doing could, many drugs. Uh, uh, Led Zeppelin. Is it Led Zeppelin? No, no it's it not. That's it. That is it. The Temptations sang Psychedelic Shack. Really? Yeah. Wow. Right. That's it. We're out of time. Uh, I don't even know what the Boomers' record is after that. Um, they played so they many. They got one right. They dropped four. They started at one and one. Yeah, so, uh, two, so and two and five. five. X's are at one and two. And the youngsters didn't even get a play today. Thanks for waking up, Matt. Sad. They just wanted participation trophies. But they didn't even participate. <laughs> it's not how they work. All right, 725. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Get today's top new... Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. All right, let's fire it up. The five things that you are going to be talking about today, getting us started today with... Number five. Lincoln police released new details yesterday of the death of a Lincoln man at a motel in Northwest 12th and West Bond last week. Assistant Chief Jason Stilley identified that victim as 49-year-old Ronnie Patz. Stilley says they learned of Patz's death while investigating the murder of 61-year-old Ronald George, who was stabbed to death in the field near 3rd and P last week. Stilley says they believe the incidents are related and that Patz's death is still being investigated as a possible homicide. Uh, Through the course of all this, we've also learned that uh, Lincoln Landfill is being uh, searched for additional evidence. They've got one particular area um, from an area from some uh, trash that was picked up at that motel. They've identified the area and they're searching for further evidence. That's all that Lincoln police would say. Hmm. They wouldn't say what evidence, but... There's, there's speculation of what they're looking for. They did find some tools in another dumpster in the area. They think that it's related, but not necessarily the uh, what they're looking for. So, so my my first thought was just that oh well they're you know looking for a a, a murder weapon, but it sounds more extensive than that. It does. Uh, just you know when you're and I don't. We're not going to get. Into I'm that. not going to get into no. yeah speculation. Um, about what it might be, but it does. I think it's fair to say, just looking at the way that this is going and and just the information that you gave there, it's probably a little bit more complex than just looking for. I think it's a lot more uh, complex. Weapons and and from some uh, uh, news information that we were able to glean and confirm, uh, the area was actually identified last week out at the landfill, but they didn't uh, weren't able to get the search started until Monday. Okay. So, uh, you know, they're, they're still doing that. Uh, crime scene investigators uh, from LPD, Sheriff's Office, State Patrol, uh, all on scene out there working on that. They all train together anyway, and so they've got quite a crew. LFR is providing support as well for decontamination of these searchers. Oh. Uh, and they're also uh, trying to keep make sure that the landfill continue to operate. Uh, they're, they've moved out of that area. The area that they're searching has been sealed off. And uh, it's off limits to the public. I can't imagine just digging through all that trash. Um, just oh, the, yeah. just the, and in this heat, the, yeah, and the in the kind of the meticulousness of it and the this you know the safety aspects of it and and everything with this. But it sounds like we're starting to have a little bit more. And and, and still, there's going to be a lot of questions. You know, even if you do have discoveries in the landfill about. What exactly happened here? What was the mo- I mean, well, yeah, the- a couple of them checked into a hotel, apparently at some point. But beyond that, we don't have a lot of other uh, information. Yeah, there were, um, um, Assistant Chief Stilley was asked about a motive, and he said uh, there's just no motive that they've been able to uncover so okay. far. So, all right, we will. Uh, we I think it's likely that we'll have. Uh, more news on this in the next day or two, so stay tuned to KLIN. Uh, the newsroom's been right on top of this over the course of the last several days. 
number four. The state of volleyball in the state, very good. Never uh, uh, highest uh, volleyball, only crowd witnessed a regular season match last night. Uh, 15,797 saw number two Nebraska. Bend off number 17 Creighton, five sets, 25-18, 25-23, 25-27, 17-25, and then... 15-9. As, as uh, JB probably said on the broadcast at some point, whoo. It was intense, and when Nebraska got up to nothing, there was this feeling of, okay, is it just is it over? And then you saw Creighton continue to fight, and Nebraska have several hitting errors in a row. And he went, all right, maybe Creighton's getting one. And then, oh, there's momentum. Is this going fifth? And then it's like, this is a fantastic match. And even when Nebraska... Won the first two sets, it was like the volleyball is elite mm-hmm. that was happening. Oh. Um, so many it, balls that looked like they were down and somehow got popped up. That was sides. the thing that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, and what I did appreciate as I had Baylor on for, for much of the match, and then I was running around, so I had the, the TV on so I could kind of peek around and see it, but the how loud the, the entire arena got when you had those big plays happen. Right. Not just, Both oh, it was, it was Creighton made a big play, and then you can kind of know that it's the Creighton fans, or Nebraska made a big play. You can kind of know it's the Husker fans. The whole place appreciated seeing good volleyball, yeah. and that's what you got last night. It was great. It was it was really good, and and I don't know how John Cook feels. I don't know if he would echo this, but you know, I I was hoping, you know, of course I was pulling for Nebraska to get the sweep right off the bat and keep that set streak alive, but... Probably the way that this match went down is probably going to benefit this team more than had it been another sweep to have sort of the confidence of what looked like a, you know, for any other team, I really never got nervous about it, honestly, but uh, it looked like what was kind of a dire situation. All of the momentum was on Creighton's side. Mm -hmm. Things weren't working for Nebraska in that fourth set uh, as well. And then even at the beginning of the fifth set, and then all of a sudden to go on that run in the fifth set when it looked like things were going to go the other way this time uh, is going to, I think, benefit them. Especially, you know, they got a couple of tough, intense matches here coming up here in the next few days with Long Beach, their former assistant, Hildebrand, coming in, and then Stanford. Right. And Stanford on Tuesday. I believe it's Tuesday or Wednesday of next week uh, comes into Lincoln. It is nice to have your your anchors that you've had for a few years in Nicklin Hames, Matty Kubik, Kenzie Knuckles, your transfer, who is one of the older players on your team, Caitlin Hort, to have those players. But then, and then Ani Evans is an upperclassman too, but mm-hmm. this is her first year where it's like, hey, are you really com- legitimately competing for a starting spot? And with the 6'2", she's out there a lot more. The number of freshmen and sophomores that have giant roles with this yeah. team. To, to have a true freshman in, in Hayden, Hayden Kubik, Kubik yeah. go out and say, hey, we need you to, to come out because Peyton Horse isn't can't go tonight. She uh, stressed an injury. Yeah, she. I didn't know if she was might even redshirt at the beginning of this year, but right. here she is with the kill. And, at the and end then of the she game. then she gets the uh, the the match kill. You see what you get out of Krause, and then we saw that last year a little yeah, bit. She, and her turning it on in the fifth set, Lonstein over the course oh, of the match. Lonstein is ridiculous. You know what? Can I just uh, issue a blanket thank you to the community of Waverly? <laughs> I want to thank thank you, Waverly. You have played a big part in my sports joy over the course of this fall so far. And I don't know how much more there's going to be other places, but I trust that you 
are going to continue to help provide sports joy. Maybe you me. should uh, buy a, a, a vacation palatial place uh, in Waverly. Maybe I ought to go steal some of the water there and bring it home and have my daughter drink it. That's what I think. <laughs> Caleb, you too. We're going to we're gonna have to get a special master in you, here to negotiate these water rights. You, you, uh, maybe you just need to go to Waverly and bottle the tap water and start giving it to Millie. Maybe worth should, a try. Maybe we should stop looking south for our uh, our home to move to <laughs> and start looking north. Cow. No, uh, it, it's awesome all the way around. And then Becca Alec, yeah, she she missed a couple of serves, but her in the middle, like you're figuring out that these young players are stepping into right. roles that they would be absolute stars yeah. at some other schools. Yep. And it's like, you can put all these pieces together and it works. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Wisconsin's going to try and break the uh, attendance record here with a match against Florida. They're going to put in the cool center. They very well may. But 100%, you know what's going to happen if that happens? John Cook's moving Nebraska Creighton to Pinnacle Bank Arena next year. Yep. I, I just, I have no doubt in my, I don't think he really wants to, but I also think he wants that record. Uh, it's going and straight into Memorial Stadium. <laughs> and then something will go on top 000. of it. <laughs> Is there a rule that you can't play a volleyball game outside? Don't the NCAA. They, they could make an hey, exception. If you want to find a way to get a dome on Memorial Stadium, <laughs> yeah. it's because volleyball <laughs> wants the attendance. <laughs> Number three. A Buckingham Palace announced today the Queen is under medical supervision. Doctors are concerned for Her Majesty's health, and members of her family are traveling to be with her in Scotland. She's 96. That, this sounds uh, serious. It, it does. Uh, she canceled a meeting of her privy council yesterday and was told to rest. Uh, she did provide earlier this week over the ceremonial handover of power to the new prime minister, Liz Truss. Yeah. Uh, but again, she spends the summer in Scotland, and, and so it, it's always a concern when they call in your family. Yeah, it sounds serious, and, and you know, hopefully not, but if it is, 96 years of age, and there her, it'll be kind of interesting, her final two Official events were going to be, you know, talking to Boris Johnson and then talking to Liz Truss as the the new prime minister. A pretty significant moment there. And and of course, if something were to happen, her Prince Charles uh, of Wales takes over. Uh, Queen Elizabeth has been on the throne since. Is that 1952? Yes. Is that right? Yep. Goodness sakes. 1952. Seventy uh, years. So and, and and Charles was born in 1948. So. No. Yeah. Um, and then and then uh, Prince William would be next after Charles and then on to his children after that as well. So uh yeah. Well uh it it sounds it sounds fairly dire and you know, given her age that wouldn't be completely surprising, but uh we'll see what happens there. But that would be a major world event mm-hmm. uh if that if uh, especially with all the unrest uh, in going on in Europe, yeah, uh, you it's know. True. Hopefully it would bring the uh, English people together in a a unity type thing. Exactly, yeah. Number two. The dry, hot, late summer continues with parts of Platte River going completely dry. Now citizens in Heckman are being asked to voluntarily voluntarily cut water usage uh, by half. People in the area continue to ask the question, uh, when will fall weather be here? Well, we got to get to fall first, which is... Meteorological fall has been here for nine days, well, eight days. Yeah, but I don't the, know if you saw the calendar. I did, but it, a tumble fall isn't until the 22nd. But, yeah, two weeks away. Our fall begins in a week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fall. right. <laughs> uh, and Dr. Ken Dewey yesterday told us the weekend going to give us a preview of fall. 
But then we're back into the warmer weather next week. Maybe not 90s, but definitely into the upper could, 80s. This, so this could be the last 90-degrade day it, of 2022. It That's it all I'm saying. It That's could. 100% all I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not. It could be. <laughs> not what right. I'm not. And it looks like a pretty good chance of rain uh, Friday night into Saturday. Beautiful. And, uh, Poor. I mean. Gully washer. Bring it. Chilly Saturday. Let's go. I love it. Give me all of Saturday's forecast. 67. Let's get the rain done. Let's get plenty of rain. Let's get it done at about noon, two in the afternoon. Cloudy. Give me some clouds. That's fine. Oh, I'm going to be in. I am going to be in full could, pumpkin spice mood season. Could be in the upper 50s by game time. Let's go. Nice. Number one. <laughs> Apple unveiled a little so bit. excited for that. <laughs> Apple unveiled four new iPhones during their uh, media event yesterday, along with three new Apple Watches, an updated AirPod Pro, and a feature that could save lives when cell service is not yeah. available. You can be in the wilderness and like point your. They have an app where you will find the satellites in the sky for you to point your phone at and get service. Oh, right, that was kind of interesting. I don't think I'll probably ever use it. I hope not, but. I thought that was oh, when you were on your camping cool. trip a couple of years ago, you would have been closer. Actually, to Actually, sa- you're right. I you, had nothing there, and you'd have been closer to the satellite. That's yeah, that's true too. When we were when we were up on the mountains, uh, yeah. They, I was hoping they would uh, break out a watch that had a huge long battery life. They had a slightly longer one, and it's going to run you. What'd you say, Caleb? Eight hundred bucks? Nine hundred bucks? Jeez, I'm still with the Fitbit. Well, that's why they the call Fitbit. it Ultra. Whew. It also was good for, they said, recreational scuba diving, which I'm sure a huge portion of the Apple Watch wearing audience was super it's excited not a, about. Not, not a problem if you're scubaing in parts of the Platte River this week. Yeah, that's true. That's just, that's just <laughs> bouncing around on the sand, essentially. And the only scoob I want is Scooby-Doo. What? Go away. <laughs> Okay, I will. Go away. Go away. <laughs> Get her some of that Waverly water. Yep, 756 on KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability just one part that makes o'reilly stand apart the professional parts people oh 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 o'reilly auto parts k-l-i-n every week on the show during football season we are going to give away 50 dollars gift certificates to valentino's and alumni hall packed you together for one amazing prize package but to get it you have got to get a fantasy huskers pick and you got to be the best fantasy huskers picker to get a pick you got to get a keyword. You get multiple chances per day, including right now. Text it in the Rickstein Recognition text line. Text it in. Don't call it in. Don't Facebook message it in. Uh, don't give me a LinkedIn message with it, <laughs> or I'm going to get it in like uh, November 2023. Uh, yeah, 402-479-1400. Text it in. The word to text for this hour is... Blue. Blue. B-L-U-E. Blue. Blue. 
You text that in, you're going to be in the drawing for today's pick, second pick, and you're going to pick how many yards Nebraska gains on the ground, net rushing against Georgia Southern, and you might be able to get that prize package. Blue, text it in now. All right, it's time on a Thursday morning. Talk to Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers, the Grow Lincoln team, about what's going on in the economic development, business, restaurant, retail industries in the capital city. Uh, Dave, good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning. How are you? Good, Robin. Hello. How are you? Hi there. All right, let's jump into the news that you have today. Looks like uh, apparently we got a little restaurant news in Air Park, Dave, to start yeah. things out. What do we got? Well, uh, I th- believe it's Jordic Kramer uh, on Facebook sent us a picture of a Little Caesars pizza going into next to the Fresh Save Market, and they say they're hoping to open in October. Got to have some pizza out there. I have not yet done. I know Little Caesars is really playing to the market where you're driving home from work and you just go in and you pick up a pizza and have it ready immediately. I don't think I've ever done. I don't think I've ever done that, which I should for my kids at some point when I'm thinking about it because it's it, it's pretty cheap. But I remember when the Little Caesars went in at 70th and Van Dorn, where where actually I think uh, Yaya's is at right now. I'm going back quite a ways here, but they opened it up and I remember they. The, the the it was new. I had never had Little Caesars till they opened up there, and they had square shaped pizzas, and that right. blew, that blew my mind when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I thought that, or you could, you got two of them. I think one was a square and one was a circle, and whatever marketing jujitsu that was worked on me completely as an eleven year old, twelve year old. So did you constantly try to find out what was the better deal for yeah, you? Yeah, I did. I I remember I was very into, and I don't think I've had Little Caesars since. You know, uh, 1991. I, I don't know when that place closed up, but that old area, Van Dorn Plaza with Little Caesars, Arturo's was out there again, right. Video Station, talking old school food for less, old school out there. I had Little Caesars like three weeks ago. Did you? Yeah. I got. Th- I, I was coming home from the, uh, the softball game that I played in, and we were like, what do we want for supper? I went, I can just go to Little Caesars, get a two liter of Pepsi and come home. And she was like, yeah, do that. It's like five bucks. Is it, are they Six really bucks. cheap? Six yeah. bucks? I'm, really? try, I'm trying to think, speaking of square, is Valentino's the only restaurant in Lincoln that cuts their pizza in square shapes? You can request it at other places. I know like through the, when you online order, sometimes I know at like, I think Papa John's will do it or I don't know, maybe Casey's will. I'm not sure. I think I want to say Big Sal's used to do that hmm. Um, hmm. before they closed, but that's an interesting but question. But usually you get a triangle. It's an interesting. Yeah. It's well, a it's slice. an interesting strategy because all pieces are not created the same when you go with the square cutting. No, right. right. You got that. You got that. You know what you end up with. You end up with that tiny corner the one crust. that's still there, and you're like, well, I don't really need any more. But this corner is here, right? And it's going to be left. You know what? I'll just have that. Right. I'll just take it. But do you go, the question on the valves cut is, do you go with the biggest one, which has no crust on it, or do you go with the outer ones, which are usually smaller, but have crust on it? Right. Are you pro-crust or anti-crust? That's a very interesting question. I am generally eating all of it. (laughs) You're pro-crust, yeah. All right. Let's let's stay out in in kind of the airport area. That was longer than what I thought we were going to spend. We were going to spend on number one. Ask ask Caleb. I have a tendency to do that with a lot of things. (laughs) Robin, retail in that same airport area. What do we got? Sean Donald asked us a question on Facebook. What's going in where... Zeppelin Bar used to be out by the airport. 
Um, I just heard through the grapevine that they were thinking it was going to be a truck stop. So had to do some driving and checking on this. Um, this is out on 1101 West Bond Street. And sure enough, permanently closed Zeppelin Bar and Grill. Um, also closed at the same time the adjacent Travelodge Motel. Mm. So what happened was the, the motel and the bar shut down and Lincoln Fat Dog purchase this they're from north platte and it is going to be a truck stop okay they're called lincoln fat dogs but they're lincoln from north platte fat dogs oh. from north platte yeah putting okay. in a truck stop out where the old travel lodge used to be okay that's all right. interesting all right dave restaurant opening what do we got well uh this is the building uh at 27th and Cornhusker. We still call it the Village Inn building because yes. it had been Village Inn for so long. Uh, Japanese Steakhouse Oishi is the name of the, the restaurant there uh, opening. All and right. a while ago, we had talked about a building permit that they'd pulled, I believe, $150,000. All right. Add that to our, Robin, add that to our West End of the World Tour of North 27th. <laughs> there you go. That's, the, yeah. probably the end, that's probably the northernmost that's point where we on would it. End. But we start on yes. O, or we start just south of O. And then we go, we we start with Mexican food, we end with Japanese steakhouse. Now, are we going to all go sample some of these together? I mean, I think I want a passport made so I can go and, yes, and do all of that. that. I think good. you almost need to start on normal and work your way. Normal. 27th and normal? <laughs> yeah. Dave's going for, for the whole wait, food thing. But for the, to get the amigos in or what? No, 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 no. There, there's... Uh, little Caesars? Still, yeah, there's, there's a little, little Caesars, Caesars there. So <laughs> you started bringing it up, so I thought maybe we ought to jump in there. No, I was actually thinking of the, there was a um, Mexican restaurant, a local one, that was uh, south of Oster. There's one, just, know if it's there's still one there. just slightly south of right. I know, but maybe there, maybe there's some more there. But yeah, we got to make that happen. I would love, I'd love to try that out. Uh, all right, uh, Robin, uh, back to you. How, how about where, uh, same sort of area, how about where IHOP used to be a little bit further north near Superior? We still keep getting questions on this, and I am really surprised that these chains haven't gotten signs out. I mean, this construction has been going on for months. The chains, of course, slowed down by, by supply chain issues in the, these construction projects um, where IHOP was torn down Panera is scheduled to be open before the end of the year Chipotle also wanted to open before the end of the year but the way things are moving this may not be until early 2023 in um, other news for that shopping center they've got a new laundromat coming in to the strip center back behind them so a lot of tenants moving in we got a real center. got a real pancake exodus on north 27th happening you know village in the ihop all of those things do it's, we have a potential crisis i, I don't know <laughs> is there a pancake shortage wow in lincoln That's, I, don't I don't know no i think there's still lots of good ones out there all right uh retail dave uh 16th and q what do we got well we had talked a little bit uh about this casey's a few weeks ago casey's uh, casey's like the um the gas station like the gas station yeah what other but, one is there yeah uh and we announced that a few weeks ago this is at 16th and q it's that strip center that goes from 16th uh, to 17th and, and q street uh and so they they uh are talking about going in there and now this was like without gas pumps though, without right? gas pumps yeah which we thought was interesting, but we knew that they had pizza. Yeah. Right. And they have, you know, they do. And these. by the way, they also have donuts. Yeah. 
Yeah. So guess what? So guess what? Now Lamar's Donuts has announced that they're moving out of the building and into another building. And we don't know exactly where they're moving. But, uh, uh, yeah, kind of interesting. It it is interesting how the American modern convenience store has morphed into such a place to get food that you now can do it without the gas pumps. It's a general yeah. it's a general store now. Yeah. yeah. Like, Which is like literally what the, they're called. Back but in yeah. the old days. Yeah. 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 Not just convenience, but like they've got But I mean the just the battle between yeah. the Casey's and the High V, you know, fast and fresh things and there, there are other ones that are out there too. Those are kind of the two two big ones around here uh, in an Iowa as I, as I go through there. But they are real. I mean, they have become more full service than they've ever been before with kitchens. Well, in them and, and if you go to a couple of the U stops, they really uh, have a lot more groceries in them. Do than, they? Than yeah. the, the the new brand new, particularly the one in Hickman. I mean, I believe you can well, even yeah, get beef a, there. That's a mini. Yeah, that's yeah. a mini grocery store. Yeah. When there. we road tripped to Texas in April. As the further south we went, it seemed like the bigger the convenience stores oh. got. And down in Houston, they had this one mega Bucky's. huge. Buc- yeah, oh Bucky's. My, that's like yeah. a yeah, that's, shopping those are mall. Like, that's like, uh, Bucky's are like, I went there for the first time when we went to Galveston this, this spring, and I learned a lot about the lore of Bucky's. It's part gas station, part uh, convenience store, part, shopping part grocery mall. store, part yeah. Walmart, part state fair. I mean, yeah. it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and char- electric charging. It's station crazy. tons of gas yeah. you know truck diesel gas well, I mean, i'll bet, I'll bet those buckies are twenty thousand square feet they're huge i mean you couldn't park there when we were the one at the oklahoma border uh actually in oklahoma i could not believe what that the inside it was like insanity we had in someone there. specifically tell us to go there and we're like why would we go to a convenience store as the tourist yeah <laughs> until we I got there i can't quite describe yep. it but if you have a chance to go to a bucky's yep. and i do think that it's affecting you know what's going on in that industry and they are they are bigger and they are offering more now that it's it's having it was, an effect it was funny i had a chance to visit this was right after he got here with the running backs coach of new running backs coach in nebraska brian applewhite and he's from that area he recruited that area of texas and we got to talking about how when he was driving and recruiting how Bucky's was like it <laughs> was place. like going because you drive all around all these different high schools and doing recruiting and he's like it's just Bucky's to Bucky's to Bucky's that you're you're kind of get used to stop to so he was if you're from that area of the country you know what it's uh, you about. know all about that uh, all right uh, one more here Robin we I think we ran out of time last week and so tell us uh, a little bit here what we've got this college view here this is retail news um, Newman Creations leaving 38 45 South 48th Street so this would be in College View and they are going to go to an online only format Autism of Nebraska that's kind of interesting they are doing a retail store repurposing and upcycling home decor products really yeah, so if you concept. like you take a you take a flute or a clarinet and put a lampshade on it. Right. You know, just the, those kind of fun things like that. And so they Can you tell her husband used to be an owner at <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know that they all involve musical instruments, but I bet they I bet lamps are a big thing. Like you have these old lamps and you can make them look really cool. You can take and, interesting yeah. things out of your house and make a table or oh. yeah, there, there's all sorts. Out. So that'll be really that'll be kind of a fun store. 
they hope to be open this fall. Great cause, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Hey, you guys are on the air. Nebraska has a night game this week. We have yeah. a show. Guest Mark Skolnick will be in from Lincoln Electric System. This will be a fun show. How much does it cost to run electric cars, and where exactly are people in Lincoln getting them charged at? Plus a ton of business news from North, South, West Lincoln, and some medical news. All right. There you go. Once I get my Rivian electric truck, I'll be able to answer all those questions, but I haven't raised the $80,000 yet. So, yeah. Go well. fund me. <laughs> no, don't, don't give me money for that. That'd be dumb. You can if you want. All right. Thank you, Robin Dave. I appreciate it. We will uh, we'll check in with you next week. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Say 24, Thanks. 67 degrees in the capital city on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, meteorologist Malcolm Byron. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does. What he says. Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. All right, well, we're getting ready for game three of the year. Nebraska pulls off the win. Made me nervous, though, but they pulled off the win against North Dakota and going to try and do it again this weekend against Georgia Southern and calling the action. As always here on KLI and here on Sports Nightly as well is Greg Sharp, the voice of the Big Red. Good morning, Greg. How are we doing today? Jack, I'm good. Probably not as good as you are. I'm sure you enjoyed the uh, volleyball match. That was night. great. That was so great. Uh, no, I really, I really, and, and, and the crazy thing, and I don't necessarily mean this to disparage any other program, uh, but the reality is Nebraska's in the fourth set of that match. Creighton has all the momentum. Yeah. And, and, you know, it looks like it's going a certain way. And I, I sat, I even tweeted this out. I was like, you know what? Not that worried. Not that worried about how this turned out. Turns out I was uh, I was justified. I I didn't need to be worried. It's so cool to have a program like that where you just know, you know, there's a good chance things are going to be all right, and it's okay if you show a little confidence about it. And and that's what that program has become. It is, and, and that's John Cook and the way he keeps his composure and the way they train and all those things that they do to put them. I'm sure he kind of walked away from that match smiling, going, "Okay, it's exactly what I wanted to see out of my team. Some adversity." Back against the wall, how do you fight your way out of that? So I think they learned an awful lot out of that, and and you walk away with a win. Yeah, no doubt. And it's got to be, I mean, listen, 
uh, with with Nebraska football, Nebraska basketball, you, we've been on the side of some of these series that you want to win so desperately, and you're you're close to winning or you're not close to winning, and it's been forever. Th- that's uh, Creighton's on that side of this one for volleyball, yeah, and are. it's got to be frustrating. It's got to be frustrating, but it's certainly. I mean, I wouldn't rule out the way that team played. I would not rule out, and wouldn't it be crazy, Greg, if if somehow the fortunes came up with them matching up again, but in the final four in that same place? I mean, it would be that's what it felt like last night. But you'll turn it up even more if that happens. You know, go back many moons ago, and you had, you know, Creighton and and Nebraska both made the College World Series in baseball at one point in time, and how electric that was. That was back in the nineties. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, that would be pretty cool if it happened in volleyball. Yeah, ab- absolutely, without a doubt. Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. It was just it's a real mixed bag. Take a look at last week's game, and we'll we'll take a look ahead at Georgia Southern in a m- moment here. Um, but I, I, I'm just kind of curious. I like like I there. You're absolutely concerned with how that went. It's a team that you hope Nebraska would be able to put away. Really empty the bench out. They weren't able to do that. On the other hand, the fourth quarter they kind of looked like parts of the third and the fourth quarter. They looked like what you hoped and expected they would be. So you've seen two games now, Greg. What, who is this team? What are your takeaways about this team and what we know about them so far? Still very much a work in progress, but, boy, they, they tantalize you at times offensively. Some of those drives they've had against both, both Northwestern and North Dakota, you're like, wow, that was impressive. And they've done it a handful of times in those two games, but not consistent enough. Right. And they just have not been consistent enough in the run game. They've kind of relied on big chunks of yards from Anthony Grant. How special does that kid look Ooh. like? He's gonna yeah, be. I want to get to and, more about him. Yeah, and I think AJ Allen's right, kind of right behind him in that wave. And you know, people keep going, "Oh, where's Ramirez and Gay?" Well, what, well wait a minute. What, I'm I'm want to see more of these two guys right mm-hmm. now. The way they're running the ball, so just need to be more consistent with what they're doing offensively and defensively. You know, it's interesting. You go back and you look at some of the numbers. They didn't get over 300 yards of offense until that the last three plays of the game, and so you keep somebody right around 300 yards, you've had a pretty good day, right? Yeah, but they couldn't get off the field at times, and so North Dakota was able to chew a bunch of clock in that first half with the drives that took six and seven minutes long, and that's why Nebraska just didn't have enough possession. So mm-hmm. the defense has to tighten up, particularly on third downs, and find a way to get off the field and get the ball back to that offense. Yeah. I- <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The, the, the defense is still – and look, I knew there were a lot of newcomers and, and, and those sorts of – but when I – like, for me, when I think back on these first two games and on balance, the defense is still the most uh, – their kind of shortcoming so far, the most surprising to me and also the most concerning to me. I, and and I don't know – I don't know, you know, if Eric Chenander, if he, he can scheme around some of this. I don't know. Do you think – we maybe see some different personnel that are tried in that situation. How, how do you think they're going to try and, and remedy this, which they're going to have to if they want to have the season that they're they're hoping to have this year? Yeah, I mean, I, there's really no other place to go with the personnel packages. I think that you see the best guys that we have on defense. They have to communicate better. You know, what, what we're, I think we forced two turnovers in two games. Well, mm-hmm. you'd, like, you'd like more than that. And very few tackles for losses. I think it was four last week against North Dakota. So just not many negative plays yeah. generated by that defense. And so, yeah, he's got to figure out a way, whether it's different pressure packages he puts together. Uh, does he change coverages more? We played a lot of zone the first couple of weeks. Does he have to try to push the handle and play more man-to-man coverage on the outside? He's got to figure something out because 
it's got to get a little crisper and better. But, you know, having said that, they really only gave up 10 points last week because the seven of those points for North Dakota were because of the interception that Casey threw, and they started the drive at the eight-yard line. Mm -hmm. That's hard to tack that on the defense. But, yeah, it has to be better. The tackling needs to get crisper and better, and I think that's why you heard Scott Frost on Monday say they were going to do some more ones versus ones this week in practice just to get a little quicker unit out there for that number one defense to, to see and analyze. Yeah, I mean, and and it's not like, you know, this defense in the last few years has been the 85 Bears, but I don't remember them missing tackles right. like they have uh, the the first two games this year, and especially a lot of that North Dakota game. Greg, you talked about the, the small number of tackles for loss. Fact of the matter is, though, they probably left in that game, I want to say five, same in the Northwestern mm-hmm. game, five tackles for loss out there where you had your hands yeah. on the guy in the backfield. And didn't come through, and you make those tackles, that changes that statistic in the game pretty significantly. Exactly right, because a couple times guys are they're where they're supposed to be. They just don't finish the play. They don't bring the ball carrier to the ground or the guy on a bubble screen. They don't get him on the clean hit early. And so that just needs – and I think that will continue to get better as we make our way through. And it better because, obviously, we got much better offenses coming down the pike Although we still have Iowa, so I shouldn't say better offenses down the pike that we still play them. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're going to have to be crisper and better in a lot of those areas. Listen, that was the funniest take I got from some people uh, on on social media after the game. And, look, uh, certainly there are issues with with, with Nebraska. They're they're far from where I think we all hope that they're going to be. But then there were people people who came to me on Saturday of all days and were like, well, you need to run the ball with the physicality of Iowa and I was like did you watch either of those games <laughs> Iowa was look they their defense was great their punting game was great but I don't think they're the model for running the ball that you think they are here at this point but nonetheless there's still this sort of romanticism about who some of these other teams in the Big 10 are and you know I don't I don't think that's the offensive model Nebraska should follow and 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 needs to follow which which gets me to my my next question Greg Nebraska's offense has looked most efficient looked at its best in those first drives, especially, I mean, first drive of both of the games uh, looked like, looked completely different, looked incredibly good, and to some degree, the second half first drive each time. What is it that's unique about those, if anything? Is it about scripting plays? Is it about just kind of having that, that game plan set up for that drive specifically? Why is it that those are so effective, but you don't quite see that rhythm and that success and that efficiency the rest of the game? Yeah, they're four for four, right? Yeah. Starting halves. I mean, that, that's pretty impressive. I think it is. I think it's scripted, knowing what you want to do and implement it there. Well, then, you know, then it becomes a chess match. The defense makes their adjustments, and then you've got to adjust back to that. So uh, I'm really pleased, and everybody should be pleased, that Nebraska's put together plans to start games and halves that have worked brilliantly through the first two weeks. But then you got to readjust because, you know, the other team is going to do that as well. So, you know, I think Scott Frost would like to see maybe a little bit more dedication to running the football uh, than, than what has happened before. And I think that's where a lot of people are like, okay, there's a rub now between Scott Frost and Mark Whipple. I, I don't know if that's the case. They're still trying to figure each other out a little bit. I mean, it's a new offensive coordinator who Scott has handed the reins to. They, they got to get on the same page, and that may take a little while. But I, I think if they could get more consistency in the run game, then they could kind of follow up those great drives where you kind of put some of your best up, you push it to the front of the table right away, then you can kind of settle into maybe a little bit more consistency via the run game. So maybe we'll see some of that 
here Saturday night against Georgia Southern. Just just for background, uh, uh, and and maybe you don't fully know this, but is is play calling usually a collaborative type thing? I'd imagine it is. Everybody's got headsets on, and there's conversations going around. I understand there's one person who sends it in, but what is your at least impression of what the norm kind of is, and how much collaboration there is in calling plays around college football? Yeah, I don't know how much there's norm. I think it's different week to week. And back in my my Kansas State days, when Bill Snyder was their head coach, he would have, and this was his first run at K-State, so not his second tenure, but his first, he would have guys in the box. One would give him a a pass play, one would give him a run play, and then he would decide. He'd go, okay, we're going to go that, or we're going to go this. He'd have two different guys. He'd have a run game coordinator and a pass game coordinator. So he did it that way. Obviously, it worked pretty well for him. Tom Osborne didn't need any of that. He called it himself. Mm-hmm. And up until this year, Scott has been the guy that's called it. So it's 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 a changing of a role for Scott. I think they're still feeling their way through that. But I think you saw you saw a bit of a light, I think, flip on in the second half last week. 31 points and a half, really good half of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so hopefully that now continues this week against the Eagles. Yeah. And 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 the offensive line's got to get better. We've talked about that. I'm sure we can continue to talk about. But I do want to ask you about Anthony Grant as as somebody who's watched all these games in person over the year, running backs over the year. Uh, for me, at least on on TV where I was watching, there were there were moments I was doing like the Chris Berman kind of whoop whoop things that I. It's been quite a while since I've done that with a running back, and I know it's. You know, it's two games this year, and the Northwestern game wasn't quite as gaudy as the North Dakota game, but just eye test-wise, like, uh, am I overreacting to it, or was that a completely different situation with the eye test than we've seen at running back for, really since Amir, I would say? Yeah, I think that was the name that was popping into my head. We haven't seen those kind of jump cuts where you put that foot in the ground and spin and go since Amir Abdullah. He's, he's pretty good. I mean, they saw that all through spring and practices. They saw that all through August, his ability to break big plays. And now we've seen it in both the first two games. That's a special thing to have. And uh, I, I keep wanting to keep feeding him the ball. And, again, I go back to I said this earlier. Everybody's like, well, where's Ramirez? Where's Gabe? Well, those guys are good football players, too, but they're not quite as good as him. <laughs> That's why he's playing right now. And uh, go with the hot hand. Maybe he'll get nicked up and can't go week after week, but right now, I, I want to see more and more of, of uh, 10 carrying the football. Couldn't agree with you more, and and, and, and I'm sure, you know, and, and those guys are good, and, and, and they both contributed in the past, and you're right, they're probably going to get their chances, that's that's reality of the thing, but on the other hand, it's not, you know, this isn't eighth grade flag football at some point, right? <laughs> right. If you've got a guy who looks like that, I don't know how you get him off the field unless he wants off the field, uh, or until his play significantly changes. That, I mean, that's how I look at it. It, it's amazing because if you play four, but it's like, why settle on two and play two, and then you play two, and they go, come on, give these other guys a chance. So yeah. Right, this is not participation football where everybody gets a ribbon after the game. Yeah. You're out there trying to win games and do the best you can, and right now Anthony Grant's the best thing we can put on the field. So um, I know Georgia Southern put up a lot of points against an, an FCS team, and you know, you, you, there's there's part of you that wants to say, well, it's against an FCS team, but Nebraska played an FCS team last week too. So uh, I'm not going to rely on that too too much as as being you know putting aside what they did. They they had a gaudy offensive day. Uh, they do kind of the air raid offense. I know under Clay Helton. Um, I, I'm I'm curious what do you what do you make of that offense? How are their weapons? And and maybe even more importantly, just because Nebraska is particularly struggled against the run and maybe more so than the pass this year. How do you think the matchup is for Nebraska's defense with this offense? 
yeah, I don't think they have much interest in running the ball. That's just not really what they want to do. So this is going to be a lot of crossing routes, a lot of short passing game, get it out quick. Uh, they they went and got a bunch of transfers. They've got some old guys in their team. They got one guy that's a seventh year player. I'm not sure. I got to go back and figure out how the heck he's still playing. But um, maybe he's the Kayla Caffey. He's, of, of he's on the Mojo football. Haggy plan. That's what that's exactly. what it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mojo retired the other day from Major League Baseball at the age of 43. But uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm glad so, his grandkids could be there though. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think they're going to try to run the ball much. They they're going to do what they do, and that's throw the ball all over the place. And this quarterback, we saw him a year ago he was buffalo starting quarterback so we saw this kid he he threw it 50 times against nebraska last year when he played for for buffalo so uh nebraska's got a book on him they kind of know what he likes to do but it's going to be again a lot of that short passing game where you better tackle right as soon as they make the catch and get him to the ground you'd like to think we could get some turnovers i mean we haven't even really come close to an interception in the first two games even though both northwestern and north dakota threw it quite a bit so you'd like to see a deflected ball get picked off, taken back the other way, and and maybe a few more negative plays. Yeah, yeah, that will be. You know what? I I I shouldn't have done this, but I think I underestimated um, the 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 impact of the loss of of Cam Taylor Britt and Deontay Williams, especially um, in that defensive backfield. And I don't think that you know defensive backs have been you know incredibly problematic. There have been some missed tackles along the way, but man, those two especially were just. They were incredible playmakers in the way that you're talking about, about getting interceptions and about being solid tacklers. And that's really showed up more on the defense than I sort of thought of at the beginning of this year. I'm not sure what you think on that. Yeah, those guys had great instincts, and they kind of knew where to go. And I just think the longer Tommy Hill and Marquise Buford play, the more comfortable they're going to get and the more ability to read a play and make a jump on a route and go pick the pass off. But think about it, Jack, with two games, have we really come close at all to picking off a pass? I don't no. remember one. You're like, Ooh, that was almost an interception. Now we got our hands up a couple times last week and deflected some balls in the air. That's where you got to get the deflection that somebody scoops in there and dies and makes a well, catch and you have the pick. And, and part of the reason is a lot of times those situations happen when the quarterbacks run them for their life, right? Correct. Um, and yeah. that just hasn't been happening much. Um, it, I mean, Northwestern had all the time in the world. And so that's, it, like you said, I think that's going to come with a bit of improving of that pass rush and they'll have a chance at, at doing that here this week. Um, potential, potential weather could be a factor here on Saturday night. Uh, yeah. And, and I suppose maybe, I, you know, and I don't know, we'll talk to Rusty tomorrow, but, uh, hopefully not a lightning issue. And, and at worst, we'll be just dealing with cool weather and rain, but we'll see if that plays into this whole thing. But I'll tell you what, Greg, I'm fine with that because I'm ready for football weather. I'm done. I'm, this better be the last 90 degree day of the year. I am done with this summer. Well, we're all ready for rain, too, and yes. you know, and we're not ready to put the cargo shorts away, right? But you do want a little crisper feel in the air. I want cargo and hoodie weather. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, that's is the, that heaven or yeah, what? that's the best. That's that's what we're looking for with this whole thing. Um, all right, hey, uh, what do we have? Uh, what do we have coming up tonight on Sports Nightly, Greg? Double Barrel Coaches Show, John Cook Volleyball Show, because it got moved because they were already up in Omaha Tuesday night, and then Eric Chenander, so the defensive oh, wow. coordinator for our football show for an entire hour. So we'll get in a lot of the same things you and I were just talking about with him about trying to create more turnovers, trying to trying to yeah. create more negative plays and and what does he see maybe with the personnel packages moving yeah. forward? So a lot to talk to him uh, about tonight. I'd love to hear what he thinks about Luke Reimer too because Reimer just hasn't been himself and he, I know he's a, a really good player but 
you're not seeing much of him. So that that uh, that'll be interested to hear as well. Uh, sounds like a great night of programming here on Sports Nightly on KLI and Greg. We're looking forward to listening to it. And uh, good luck on the call Saturday. We'll check in with you next week. All right. Thanks, Jack. There you go. You. There's Greg Sharp, voice of the Big Red. At 856, wrap-up show after this. We'll tell you about the fantasy Oscars picks, too, on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. Hey, meteorologist Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, fantasy Oscars packs have been given out and made. Tell us about the uh, picks for yardage for well, Oscar rushing game today. Todd says 255. I like it. Ron says 260. Yes, Ron. Way to go high on that thing. Hey, we are going to be out about Caleb and I will this afternoon with team from uh, Link One Credit Union and also Slim Chickens. We're going to be out delivering food to some LFR and LPD stations um, just as a part of Link One for the Heroes again. So if you're an LFR, LPD, maybe we'll be seeing you today. Go to KLIN.com. We'd love for you to be a part of that. Donate to Stop the Bleed as well. we got that going on here for the next few days. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great one. 9 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln.